Hello, and welcome to another Meta Media Group production of On Purpose Magazine, featuring interesting, inspiring, educational, and entertaining stories, discussions, and interviews of purpose, with purpose, on purpose. Hello, everybody. This is J.W. Najarian with On Purpose Magazine, and today we're here with Rebecca Crownover. How are you doing, Rebecca? I'm doing really good. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, you're a new author, correct? Yes, that is right. You've written the book, My Daddy is in Heaven with Jesus? Yes. This is uh, a very cool book. Um, I've spoken to widows and widowers before uh, about loss, and uh, it's it's, there's so many amazing um, stories and, and things that come out of losses. One of the uh, reasons I wanted to interview you was this particular book, My Daddy is in Heaven with Jesus. If you have issues about telling your kids and, and, and what, do you, what, what to say, this is, right. a, this is a book that you've written to try to deal with that issue. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Uh, when when in the, our situation occurred, there wasn't really any children's books out there uh, for my daughter. She was two and a half years old when she lost her dad, and I needed something to kind of have on her level, just a story of some sort with great pictures and something you could put in front of them to kind of help communicate with them about you know, a loss of a father. And so that's kind of why this book came about, because uh, I wanted something to be out there to help children through that process and for parents to be able to help communicate with their children through that process as well. That's cool. And your daughter, that's AC? Yes, that's right. You guys experience, obviously, a great loss. And uh, this book talks about uh, through your faith and love for each other and how you guys found strength and how you, how you dealt with that. And what's great, this is a, a great children's book because um, I believe the uh, illustrator was uh, Elisa Maraconi. Did I screw that up too bad? No, that sounds right. I'm sure over in Italy they would probably uh, pronounce it different. But she is um, a beautiful, great artist, and she does amazing work. And this is her first book in the United States, and she's mostly done a lot of comic-type books and different things over in Europe. But uh, this was a great opportunity for opportunity for her to to do something in the United States and I think she did a really good job with her illustrations. She did and you know and I really like the way you put the story over you you put the wording and text over this wonderful art as opposed to just adding the art to the page. Sure, yes. I mean that was the most important because as children's books, you know, that's the biggest thing that they they want to see is the pictures, you know, when I read book children's books to my daughter she looks at the pictures as i'm reading it and especially for a young age when they don't know how to read yet that just draws them into a book and so that was to me the most one of the big important pieces of this book is to make sure that the illustrations were really well done uh so that it would draw in you know a young child that even doesn't know how to read yet it's not going to know the words um to kind of bring them into that yeah and you know um and a lot of people know a lot of people who know me know that i'm uh uh, not a person of faith, so they might be surprised that I'm doing a book like this. But I, I talked to um, uh, the, your PR company ahead of time and asked them the questions, and I asked you too, and that is a couple things. And that is that this book, first of all, it's obviously a children's book, but it's uh, also uh, a lot of adults are are purchasing and reading this book to help them. Is that correct? 
That is correct, and it's very interesting, and, and I don't know that I really expected that when I first wrote this because it, I had children in mind, but it really has resonated with adults as well because there's a, um, you know, we all lose a parent at some point in our life, and I've found through some market research that adults are really identifying with this book that have lost a parent, whether they were a child when it happened or whether or not it was, you know, they lost a parent as an adult, and it's just something that really, truly hits home for them, uh, regardless of what timing in life that that's, that's happened with them. And I've been um, pleasantly surprised that that it's been able to reach a larger group of people uh, versus what, you know, initially I had scoped out for it. Right. And the other point I was going to bring up was the faith point. Um, this is a testament to your writing, first of all, that uh, um, adults are purchasing and reading this book and getting a lot from this book. Um, so the way you laid it out, uh, you know, is really helpful. But uh, I was sent a, a copy and read it, and though I happen not to be a person of faith, I got it. And I, um, and I, be- I believe that I don't think that you need to be a person of faith to, for this message to uh, help you out. Is, do, you, do you believe that's true, and have you seen that happening? Yes, and I mean, one of the things you have to remember in life is that regardless of what situations you go through, whether it's a hard time with a job, a relationship, a tragedy of something like this, is that you always have to move forward in life, and you always have to pick yourself up and, and continue to move on, and that's kind of sort of this message in the end is that it's, it's true life and, and the path that we go down, and you just never know what lies ahead, and you always have to keep that in mind regardless of your faith. Uh, you just have to continue to, to move forward and, and be strong and, and do the best you can with every situation that comes your way. No, well said. So first of all, you know, um, you kind of touched on why you wrote the book. You, you say you couldn't find other books that kind of you know, followed the, either the, the theme you were trying to put out or, or there wasn't a particular book for children that you found uh, that met your needs. So you decided to do that. What in your background, because you're a new author, um, you're also, I understand, um, you have your uh, BA um, uh, in MIS, and, and that's uh, uh, Management in, Information Services? Mm-hmm. Management Information Systems. Yeah, I've always had a technical background, and, and that was um, more of a business-related technical degree. And uh, writing is not, its you know, I am a new author, but I've always enjoyed writing. You know, since I was a little kid, I've always used to love writing letters to my friends, and I've always been someone that's always journalized um, a lot of things that have happened in my life. And especially since this tragedy occurred where I lost my husband, I definitely even uh, – began to write a whole lot more and so you know doing that it kind of it just i tried to write a book just you know to help other people as an adult level type book and it's it's a lot and it's a huge process to undertake and uh you know i just felt like this was really the need and the, the area and the direction that i needed to go and you know i just thought you know children's books don't have a lot of information in them it's just they have to be simple and non-complex and so it just 
one night as I'm reading to my daughter, it's just one of those things that I just thought, I have this story in my mind. Why can't I just write it down and, and see where it goes? And so I, I played with it for a while. And, and you know, obviously now it's become an actual book. And so I just kind of had to work on those processes. Even though I'm not seasoned as an author, I just had to take one step at a time with it. And um, ultimately it, it became a book, a, a beautiful one at that. Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny because you mentioned, you know, uh, that children's books sh- shouldn't be complex. But if you ask anybody in the situation, it, it it's a, I'm sure the feeling is that it's a really complex situation. How do you explain to your child the loss of their parent? Uh, they just don't have the, we don't believe they have the understanding to really be able to grasp. Um, and obviously you didn't just write the book. You had to go through this experience. Uh, could you tell me a little about that? Sure. You know, that's that was the tough thing that I struggled with whenever um, whenever my husband passed away because I had no idea how I was supposed to deal with my child with it. And she was two and a half years old, and, and you know, you tell her over and over the same questions. But what I felt like was was the best thing that happened, you know, in terms of helping her get through it, is that with kids, you have to be very consistent in your message that you you tell them. And so, because the more confusion and the more you try to throw out at them, just the more they get confused. And so I tried even just, you know, when you put the book aside, you know, just communicating with your child and being simple about it, you know, you know, he is not with us anymore. He's in heaven now. We're, you know, no, we can't touch heaven. No, we can't talk to him. We can't pick up a phone and call him. You just, and you may, I don't even know all of the answers. You know, there's a lot of questions that a lot of people ask and children will ask, and, and you may not know the answers. And so even if I don't know the answer, I was always very frank about, I don't know the answer to that, and I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to that. But this, I mean, just being consistent and being communicative and just talking about it, I mean, that is like, so huge that people don't understand because it's so hard to talk about because it's such an emotional situation and you just want to want to put it aside and say no let's not talk about it but ultimately that's what's going to help your child get through it is to be able to open up and talk about it and even if they don't want to initially you just kind of have to keep trying and and being consistent and showing them you know a lot of love so that that way they feel comfortable in opening up and talking about it um, those are really kind of the 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 foundation i think and it's not that complicated it's just it's something you just have to you know grasp as much as you can but be you know just open and and simple and talk about it right and you know and i've heard in the past because it's you know we're used to when we speak to an adult you know we tell an adult something and they get it and we're we're good if they understand the communication we're okay with a child you can tell your child um, you know, your father's in heaven, and uh, he, he won't be coming home. And they go, okay, I get it. So when's dad coming home? Right. When am I going to see dad again? And it's 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 got to be just it's just got to pull the heart right out of your chest if you're a parent and and you can't con- communicate this to your child. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I can tell you just even for, with t- that ties into this book is that the thing over and over and over that I told my daughter was that, you know, she would ask all the time, where is my daddy, where is my daddy? And that was our key phrase, my daddy isn't, your daddy's in heaven with Jesus. And I probably told that a million times to her, but I was consistent with it. And, you know, 
after saying that so many times, and she finally came up with another question. And the next question was, well, is he ever going to come home? And then I said, no, you know, and I, you know, put that scene in the book. And then she ultimately asked that question over and over, and that was the same answer over and over, you know, and then eventually it sticks, just depending on their age. But, yeah, it's just something you have to be consistent with and continue to talk about. And, Rebecca, how did you deal with this? I mean, because uh, uh, this is not something that uh, just your child goes through. This is something you had to go through and um, coming to grips with uh, what had happened and, and, and that things have changed. Things had changed drastically. Um, how did this affect you? Well, I'm a pretty strong person as it is, and I, you know, I've always been able to deal with things you know, throughout my life pretty well. But at that time, whenever, after the funeral was over, and I'm sitting here looking at my daughter going, how am I going to, how am I going to get through this without messing up her life or, you know, causing emotional issues there, I decided to go see a counselor. So the Monday after his, uh, my husband's funeral, I decided to go see a counselor, and that was one of the best things that I did for myself. And I had never talked to a counselor ever in my life. I never felt comfortable going to talk to one. I, it was just something that, but I, I had to. I felt like I had to try something, talk to someone that was a neutral ground, a neutral person, uh, so that I wasn't depending so much on my family and friends to get me through it, um, because ultimately I didn't run a, want to run away my friends and family, because every time I'd come around, it'd be Debbie Downer, you know, kind of situation. And, and so I talked to a counselor, and I went to a counselor week after week after week, you know, and then ultimately every two weeks and then once a month, um, and I did that for a little over a year, and I was very consistent with that, and that ultimately along the way um, helped me get through all of those emotions uh, through that tragedy, and I think because I did that, that helped me move forward a little faster um, through that tragedy and healing uh, because I was talking to someone about it and I was getting it out on a weekly or regular basis. Um, and so now I have a lot more peace in my life and I feel good about what I've gone through uh, because I dealt with it head on and right there, you know, when it happened. And it's funny, you know, it, 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 you make it sound so, <clears throat> you know, the step by step, but the grieving process is something for most people, it's different in every case. I often hear that uh, all your friends and family, though they're trying to be helpful, usually or not, they, you know, <laughs> they, they come up with things like, uh, it'll all be better with time and all those kind of things. And uh, often those things are, I know they're meant well, but they don't always, they're not always helpful because nobody necessarily understands what you're going through. Is that true? Yeah. And I think no matter what situation, you never know what to say. And it's, you know, I, I've run into people that said, you know, I wanted to say something to Rebecca, but I just didn't know what to say. And, you know, the, unless you've gone through a situation like that, do you really know what to say or how to say or be genuine about it and they understand you know what you're talking about? And, and that's why it's hard to depend on friends and family, especially if they've not been through a situation or even if they're trying to go through the same situation with you together. It's you're in kind of an unknown, you know, uncharted waters. You're not sure exactly how you're supposed to deal with it or what to say. But it is, it's, and even, you know, people that go through different situations, like, for example, I have a friend that's gone through, going through cancer. It's like one of those things like, well, you know, my tragedy was different that I went through versus someone that has cancer. What am I supposed to say? And it's not an easy thing to, you know, 
it's, it's kind of a hard question to, to answer and to, to say the right things. But, um, you know, that's why going to a counselor I felt like was, was helpful for me because they're kind of more, um, they've studied it a lot and they're more experts in deal, helping people deal with tragedies in different situations. And, and that, to me, was, was helpful. But, you know, like it is, it's, it's hard to know exactly what to say to anybody that's gone through, going through a hard time. Yeah, and the dynamics are really tough here because, you know, you, you realize that people may not know what to say to you, but then uh, what do you say to the mother-in-law who's going through the, the terrible grief? I mean, there is no answer here, no good answer here, right? Right, there's no perfect answer, and it's going to differ in every situation along the way. Um, you just have to, you know, just be genuine and uh, and you know, do the best you can to, to help your friend or, or whatever, um, you know, friend or family that's was, that's going through their hard situation. You just kind of have to try and do the best you can. Let's get back to the book a little bit because one of the questions that uh, you talk about, which is in the title, it talks about what you would say, my daddy is in heaven with Jesus. But one of the tough questions I would think would be, you know, when, when they ask you how did, how did my daddy or mommy die? I mean, that's got to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. It is, and one of, in our situation, and the way it happened was that he was on an ATV and had this accident, and the whole time he actually lived in the hospital for about six days in ICU before he actually passed away, and during that hospital time, my daughter kept asking where her dad was, and we would say, well, he's in the hospital, he bumped his head, and it it's it really hurts and the doctors are trying to help him with it well then of course when he didn't survive and he passed away then i had to explain well your daddy is that or you know passed away and he's in heaven with jesus and then she would ask well why and i said well because he bumped his head really really hard and and um it didn't you know he just wasn't able to to live with us any longer and so i tried to be as frank as possible with her without being too extreme with it and so you know i just i just tried to say it as as much as i could on a on a kid's level um but be factual about it and to the point about it um and so she understands to this day that her dad passed away from an atv accident because he bumped his head really hard and uh, ultimately he died from a, a brain injury so that's that's the story that we've been consistent with and and why he died and just that's what it is well, we're so glad you wrote this book. Um, part of your resume is that uh, you kind of, you grew up on a farm, I believe. Like, yes, that actually, right? our family farm. Mm-hmm. I, as a child, uh, grew up. My grandfather was a farmer, and even my dad was for a little while. Uh, and when I was a junior high in high school, I, I worked on the farm for my grandfather, drove tractors. So I've always been in agriculture, and then uh, I did go off to college and, and, you know, get my business degree with MIS and actually did, I went away from agriculture and did some technology consulting for a while, but then ultimately ended up moving back to the area I grew up with in, in the Texas Panhandle uh, when I got married to Adam. His family was, uh, was were farmers, and mm-hmm. so uh, Adam and I had started our own farm, and then we joined in with his family uh, and created Lone Star Family Farms back in 2009, right before he passed away. And to this day, I'm still business partners with my in-laws. We have a great relationship, and uh, we do, that's what 
so being a farmer is what I do by profession and uh, it's what I do full time. And so this launching this book and, and launching myself as an author is just a second career for me. That's great. How did the family uh, take to you doing this book? They have been extremely supportive. They are very excited about it. They love it. Um, they are sharing it with all of their friends, all their fam- you know extended family and stuff. So it's uh, they've been super supportive, and they are they have been amazing in laws. And it's and it's an odd situation. Most people would think, wow, you're still in business with your in laws, but it's they're so great, and we get along so well, and we make great business partners. And so uh, you know, it's something that I'll continue to be a part of. That's wonderful. Um, one of the things that I hear often, uh, you can tell me if it was true for you, that through great catastrophe, and it, you know, it's never n- not going to be something that you don't grieve in your life, but often through great catastrophe uh, come great gifts, uh, whether it be, you know, you, uh, some wives learn that they're stronger than they thought, uh, I've talked to widows that uh, they didn't take care of the checkbook or anything in the house, and uh, you know, and then they have to, and all of a sudden they're faced with not only the grief but having to take care of everything, and they realize that they're stronger than they they thought they were. And um, in your case, uh, you uh, wrote this book, and this book came out, which is going to help you know thousands of people. Uh, do you find that to be? Tr- did you find that to be true in your life? Yes, I. You know, it was obviously very difficult, and a lot of things had to change. Uh, you know, he was he was a huge part of our business, and so we had a lot of adjustments. You know, in our in our family business because of all of that, and so I had to kind of go along with a lot of those changes and and make things work there. But uh, you know, I, it, I, I'm a very strong person to begin with, but it, it was definitely a lot harder than I ever thought it would be if that situation would have occurred to me. A, a lot harder emotionally. Um, but, you know, I, I've looked at the situation, and I just wanted so bad for something good to come out of it and, and for me to take this tragedy and to turn it into something positive. And it was only if, by looking forward in life and trying to look at it that way, I just kept trying to press forward. And, and using that strength and doing that, obviously this book is, is one of those blessings and one of those exciting things that, that's positive that's come out of such a tragedy. But it's, it, it was definitely hard to get there. <laughs> wow. So how's AC doing now? She's doing really good. She is five years old, and she just started kindergarten this fall, and she is doing really well in school. Happy little girl, and she has a lot of love from her family and myself, and so she's in a really good environment and, and very impressed with how, how well she's doing. Oh, that's wonderful. So let, let's talk a little about being a first author, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, a lot of authors uh, listen to this program, and, and you know, they're uh, writing. I understand writing a book. You know, everybody thinks that's going to be hard, and uh, and then they figure, uh oh, published now. I got it written. Now I got to get it published. That's going to be tough. But after that's all done, and the book's in your hand, there's the there's a whole new phase, and a lot of call, people call it the start of the journey, which is uh, marketing and promotion and getting it out there. Um, your book's doing well, and uh, I know that you took on a PR company. Are you uh, self-publishing, uh, publishing on demand? Or are you, uh, you you hired um, a firm to help you with some of the uh, stuff along the way? Um, do you have any, you know, any advice to authors coming in? Uh, which way they should take it, or maybe just. Um, 
some information on why you decided to go the route you decided, you went? Well, the the publisher that I use to publish this book is called Mascot Books. It's out of Virginia, and you can find them on mascotbooks.com. But they are they've been really great in terms of children's books. Um, they are really awesome about taking your idea and saying, if you want to publish a book, come you know bring us your idea and we'll look at it for you and and help you with it. And they have been um, incredible. So if there's some authors out there that are wanting to go the children's book route. They have definitely been very open-minded and very open to um, helping you publish your children's book. And, you know, through that process, through them, they were able to find me the illustrator, and, you know, they have all the, you know, connections, I guess you would say, that helps you get it into, like, Amazon.com and to Barnes and & Noble and, and those places. Because, mm-hmm. you know, once you work with them through all that process and you finally get that book in your hand, then it's a whole nother process. I mean, the hard work you think writing a book and getting it published was published was hard, but now it's now it's time to really work hard because you really have to um, push yourself and get yourself out in the market in order to uh, get visibility for your book because there's so many books that are published on a on a yearly basis. And so, marketing is definitely just like any business really is one of the hardest things to do. And so, uh, you know, hiring. Uh, a publicist to help me with that has definitely been a huge key and help in in terms of getting visibility for it and so that was that's a really good way to go as well but uh it's it's definitely time to work hard and and um try to find every avenue that you can you know to to market your book well and that's how i found you through the publicist devin blaine your publicist yes and uh so it's it does help to uh, get some book people who know what they're doing on your side and uh, <laughs> let them c- carry the heavy load. I mean, it's not like you don't have to get out there and work. I understand you've been doing interviews on radio and TV. Yes, that's right. And, and you know, even if you aren't able to get a publicist or find one that you're comfortable with working with, you know, whatever the the subject of your book, if you can find organizations that could use your book, whether – uh, you know, depending on what it is, I mean, just trying to target certain audiences or organizations or companies that maybe could use your book that you could help get into those avenues to get you visibility if if a publicist isn't uh, a way for you to go. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of different avenues to, to take, and, you, and hopefully a lot of these uh, a lot of professionals can help you, but sometimes you have to think a little out of the, the box. Absolutely, and of course, social media is one of the biggest biggest ones. You never know; things can go viral without even um, doing any of that. Right? Are you? Uh, do you have website and on? You're on different uh, social media platforms. Yes, I have a website. It's RebeccaCrownOver.com, and that's where I've posted a blog or post my blogs. And uh, I also have uh, Facebook and Twitter accounts as well that I connect to to my followers on. So um, those are out there as well. And did Mascot help you do, you have a Kindle edition. Did Mascot help you with the Kindle edition? Yes, in fact, they did. They uh, were able to put it in the electronic format, and they were able to put it out there for the Kindle, the Nook, uh, and also for the iPad and iPhone. I'm also working on an actual phone app that will incorporate all my social media as well as the book that you can download, and I'm looking to have that out in the next uh, four to six weeks or so. Well, it's a phenomenal book, and you know, and uh, like I said, even though I'm not a person of faith, I really enjoyed it, and uh, it's just really well done, and I can see where it's going to help a lot of people. Um, 
Are, do you have any uh, aspirations to, to write more and do some more books? I do have a couple in uh, the in the planning station planning stages, and uh, I have I don't have a time frame for them at this time. I've been working on this one so much, but I do want to write more children's books. And uh, so, you know, on the in the future, I definitely will will be putting something else out there. Oh, that's great! You, and you say children's books? You think? Yeah, I've really enjoyed writing the children's book, and I'd you know, like to do maybe a sequel to this one. So I, I think uh, there's some good opportunity there um, for children's books, and I've, I've really enjoyed it, and my daughter loves it too, and so it's kind of fun to, to do this with her, and she can be along for the ride. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, this is J.W. Nigerian with On Purpose Magazine, and I'm speaking to Rebecca uh, Crownover. That's C-R-O-W-N-O-V-E-R, so you can go to Rebecca crownover.com and and check out her blog and her site and i know you're on linkedin and facebook uh, uh so you can get a hold of her there um check out her book on you're on barnes and noble you're on uh, you're at amazon and uh you can also get all those links from her site and you'll be able to get some of those links from this story um rebecca thank you so much for your time and for this great book uh i really appreciate it Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity and and all the compliments on it. Um, I hope that it's. I hope it does help a lot of people out there that have been through a tragic situation like this. Uh, we know it will. Anyway, everybody have a, a wonderful day and an even better tomorrow. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Made in Media Group production of On Purpose Magazine. You can find On Purpose Magazine at onpurposemagazine.com. On Purpose Magazine and JW On Purpose is the property and is a trademark of Meta Media Group, and this audio is copyright 2012, and all rights are reserved.